listening to Positive Pulse. I'm your host, Sandy Washington. We bring you positive news, inspiring stories, and helpful information. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Positive Pulse. Positive news and entertainment. With your host, Sandy Washington. Positive Pulse FM. Theatrical artist Jackie Samuel shares how she takes her artistic skills, combined with her passion for the arts, into the classroom and the community. She's making a difference in the lives of youth across Chicago. So go with us as we take you inside arts education. Tell us a little bit about your life as a theatrical artist and how it kind of influenced your life as a teaching artist. My mother's a teacher. I guess I should kind of clarify because I remember we did a study years ago and we discovered that a lot of teaching artists actually have parents who are educators. And so I guess by being a teaching artist, I sort of took on that education part that my mother always wanted me to be because my sister's a teacher. The hard part was finding the right job. And I, when I started out, I did this one time I had an opportunity to assist and direct a play at Circle as I was graduating. And I got a chance to meet this New York director and be his assistant director and tour with him. After that, I went to Evanston and they were actually looking for a theater manager. And I theater managed over there for a while. And I was trying to figure it all out and see if I wanted to be behind the scenes or in front of the scenes. And I found that I really wanted to be on stage at the time. And then I I happened into Kumba Theater through Val Gray Ward. Um, we, I remember we had auditions, and she chose me. And the one play I did, of all things, I did a musical. I never did musicals in college, but my first play was The Legend of Deadwood Dick. And I think what really sparked me was that when you worked with Val, you really got a chance to meet the veterans in the entertainment world. And so I'm meeting these kind of people. Um, our musician that we had in our stage plays at Columbia Theater was uh, Minnie Ripperton's brother. You know, he was the pianist, and we learned a lot. We were learning from the veterans, and that was really great about theater back in the day because you, the people you would see on TV, you would be working with either them or their spouses or their sisters and brothers, and so you began to understand the roots of you know, of the theater industry and where it was coming from. And you were always involved in in that circle in some shape or form. Donnie Hathaway had just passed and I was working with his wife and she was the, our vocal coach. And we would all perform and do poetry for the community. And I remember this one moment when her daughter, Layla, she was like eight years old, and she didn't want to sing anymore. And her mother pushed her out on the stage and made her sing because she'd become depressed after Donny Hathaway had died. And it was just such a powerful moment. And we were all, I remember we were all crying backstage because my mother had finally broke through, you know, that depression. And well, if you know this young lady's voice, she's making records now. And so it was just, it was a great experience. When I first uh, contacted you, you were telling me that you're a teaching artist or you have been a teaching artist and worked in that field. And we just want to dig in and, and get to know more about how you've evolved from when you first got started. I'm going to take it back a little bit and uh, want to know what inspired you. I was supposed to be a teacher because that's what my mother wanted. <laughs> and, 
And I didn't really know what I wanted. I think I knew I wanted some part of the arts. I really wanted to be a visual artist, but people told me there was no money in it. So I didn't pursue it the way I really wanted to. Because I took a lot of advanced art classes in high school. I was very active in schools. And when I went to the University of Illinois, I remember I took my first class in theater. My instructor was Bill Raffeld, and I fell in love with theater and what it could be. I learned I could be different characters, and I enjoyed exploring different characters that were given to me. And I loved the people that I was working with, and I just felt this is what I really wanted to do. I think my biggest blessing was that growing up, my mother always exposed us to arts and culture. Yes. We, we went to the museums, we went to plays, we went to the zoo, and I couldn't get my Easter outfit unless I did a poem or a performance at church. So the church was part of that theater part of me, but I didn't realize I could make a career out of it until I went to college. Oh, great. It's so great just hearing just how you guys started in the arts itself mm -hmm. as an artist. Mm -hmm. Now, I do want to hear about that other side, mm -hmm. becoming a teacher. I know you're not in the classroom right now, mm -hmm. but I would like to know what was the experience like in the classroom when you did teaching classes? Um, well, when I was in the classroom, I in the very beginning with Imagination Theater, and I would go in the classroom and work with kids, it was very nice. I, I pretty much did schools as far as Urbana all the way to Waukegan from DeKalb to the lakefront. That was pretty much my range. So it was beyond just the Chicago public schools. And I noticed that over time in cycles of like five years, that's when you would see generational changes in behavior with students. And as they come up to today, you know, I worry a lot about our kids, you know, either there's usually an extreme. I'm either working with some children who are grounded and have experiences with the arts, or I'm working with youth who have just been neglected, you know, and they, wow. the, the arts is being taken out. And so I'm sort of thrown in there and I'm just making do so they can at least have one good experience in the arts to take with them. Because I just full, fully believe that once you experience and have a good experience in the arts, you take that with you for a lifetime. You never forget it. Can you share a little bit about the relationship between the school and the community as it relates to the arts? I was turned on to um, Imagination Theater. And Imagination Theater did participatory theater. It was a type of theater where when you performed, the audience performed with you, and you would teach them the basic tools of how you can perform, and you would get them up on stage with you. And we not only did it for um, general populations and able-bodied communities, but we also did it for disabled populations. We performed with seniors, and um, this was the kind of stuff I really liked, and it was sort of reminiscent of my um, high school years because I had also worked in a CEDAR program, which was pre-Gallery 37, where we would tour and we would do performances for seniors. So I really liked that touring aspect of theater and going out to meet people, doing festivals, libraries, and everything. And Imagination Theater was probably that foundation that really gave me an understanding of how to be a really good teaching artist and what that process 
was really like. I guess I should say what happened is when I was with Imagination Theater, the first thing we did was we had like mass populations of people. So we have like three 300 people. And so if you wanted them to participate with you on stage, you had to basically tell them what the process of acting was about. And we would go out and we would tell them you had three tools inside of yourself, your mind, your body, and your voice. And we would do these little warm-up activities with them so that they could test those three tools. And then we would bring in the activity. We would kind of warm them up with an, you know, an idea of what we were about to do, either through the warm-ups or we would have a discussion before the main activity that we wanted them to perform in. And that was pretty much the formula. Give us your take on arts integration into the classroom. You know, I'm, I'm pretty saddened by the way the arts is um, integrated into the school system. And I guess I've just become more of an activist. And when I can have the opportunity to work with youth, teaching them any aspect of the arts, it fills me. I feel like I've done something. As a teaching artist, or as you often refer to yourself as an arts activist, what solutions do you find necessary to the integration of art into the classroom? I realize that the arts is more in a survivalist mode, and that's where your teaching artist comes. It was was a matter of trying to find out how can we survive in a school system that is getting rid of the arts as soon as they possibly can. And so we had to sort of create a method in which we could integrate our process and how we do our art into the very curriculum that a teacher is teaching. Because there were different models, but we really had to choose one that worked for us. And um, and that's when I realized that the process that I had learned in Imagination Theater really worked with the process that I was using, which was called a bifocal model in which you would take you would take the process of of the art form and the the curriculum and then you would find those commonalities and those connections that were in common and you would teach from there in that moment. So you had to find something that's common. Um, for instance, when I brought up we had taught the digestive system I did theater movement. And when I look at digestion, it is about a movement. I would talk with the students and I would find out, what did you learn today about the digestive system? And they would explain it to me. And I'm like, okay, now that you've explained everything, I want you all to get in the groups and I want you to act out that aspect that you've just learned today. And they would create a movement to that part of the digestive system. And over a six-week period of time, they had gone from the mouth to the lower intestines. And that last week, we took the entire hallway of the school from mouth to the lower intestines, and the kids acted out the digestive system. And so they pretended to be the food and break it down. And it was just hilarious. And it was so much fun. But I found that process of theater movement and the digestive system as being that connecting too. So that's what I had to look look at. We had this running joke with a colleague of mine, Cynthia Weiss. We're like, we can integrate anything. And that's what it really became, that we had to be able to get a curriculum 
and be able to look at, well, what would be those possible connections that we can make that will resonate with the teacher and the students? And it's honest, it's truthful, it's real. You're not forcing it that it really makes sense and learning will happen. Thank you for taking the time out to do this with us. If there was one thing that you would like people to remember about you, what would it be? Jackie is a champion for the arts through and through. Thank you so much. much. I really appreciate it. It's been so enlightening. So enlightening. You've been listening to Positive Pulse. I'm Sandy Washington, thanking you for listening. Please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, at Positive Pulse FM, and feel free to subscribe to our podcast at PositivePulseFM.com. Thank you for listening. Positive Pulse. Positive news and entertainment. Positive Pulse FM.